When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and I am a lover of friends. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 today in 2004 the finale of the tv show friends appeared on nbc 52.5 million viewers watched the finale. It was the fifth most watched television finale in history at the time it aired. Friends had been on the air for 10 years and had developed an almost cult-like following that it has somehow been able to retain in the intervening years. It seems like every generation has their friends moment. Even though the show's original audience was Gen Xers and millennials, today you can see tons of Gen Z folk sporting friends gear like t-shirts and hats. The series, as one might guess, followed the lives, loves, and exploits of a group of six friends living in Manhattan in the 90s. The show starred David Schwimmer, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Matthew Perry, Matt LeBlanc, and Lisa Kudrow. Their characters, Ross, Rachel, Monica Chandler, Joey, and Phoebe, all had distinct quirks that led people to begin to categorize themselves as one friend or the other. Monica was neurotic and very clean, Chandler was lonely and sarcastic, Joey was a playboy and loved to eat, Phoebe was witchy and off-kilter. Individual plot lines varied wildly, from Ross adopting a pet monkey named Marcel, to Joey taking a turn on a game show, to Rachel and Monica betting their apartment in a friendship contest against Joey and Chandler. At turns both zany and endearing, fans began to memorize the most iconic lines from the show and bring them into everyday conversation. We were on break. Anyone? Perhaps the most central theme of the show was the complex relationships between the main characters, as well as their dating lives outside of their group. Hints of the ongoing, on-again, off-again romance between Rachel and Ross were hinted from the very first episode, where Rachel runs into the gang's coffee shop in a wedding dress as she escapes her wedding to a boring dentist, just as Ross intones to the group that he just wishes he were married again. Ross's several divorces were another long-running gag on the show. As the show progressed, the characters dated seemingly everyone in New York, as well as pairing off in almost every possible combination with each other, or accidentally finding themselves going after the same potential romantic partner. Eventually, Monica and Chandler secretly slept together at one of Ross's weddings and kept the romance a secret for almost an entire season. The episode where everyone else in the group finds out, aptly titled, the one where everyone finds out, became an instant classic among young people who were familiar with the humorous happenings of a group of friends with complicated romantic connections. 
Over the course of the 10 years the show was on, the cast went through many trials and tribulations, and the show itself changed how we perceive sitcoms in America. When the show began in 1994, each member of the cast was making $22,000 per episode. By the sixth season, though, everyone was making a different amount, and the cast realized that this wasn't fair since it was such an ensemble project. In an unprecedented move for TV, they banded together and demanded to the show execs that everyone earn an equal amount per episode. It worked, and by the final season, everyone was earning $1 million per episode. Meanwhile, the actors were going through their own struggles. Courtney Cox was struggling with infertility, while Jennifer Aniston's character, Rachel, was pregnant, and it made it emotionally challenging for her to show up on set every single day. It was hard for her to watch a storyline of pregnancy every day while she herself could not conceive. Matthew Perry, who played Chandler, struggled with substance abuse throughout the course of the show and had to go to rehab twice during the years of filming. But Matthew Perry also had a unique role in shaping the show. He was the only cast member allowed to sit in on screenwriting, where he'd help the other writers come up with jokes and hone dialogue. The show was so popular that it had lasting impacts on both TV and the world. Entertainment researchers have also stated that after 9-11, Friends helped New York and America come back from the scary and gloomy aura that the disaster brought on. Travelers were wary about New York and the U.S. in general in the aftermath, but the show's silly, fun nature helped bring America back from the scary, depressing precipice that 9-11 caused. Though today TV is rife with shows about friend groups, Friends was actually a pioneer in that genre. Most uber-popular TV shows at the time were focused on families, and Friends popularized the idea that friends can be their own sort of family, as evidence in the gang spending holidays together and meeting each other's parents and other relatives. The finale itself was called The Last One, and, spoiler alert, it followed the groups as they prepared to leave their longtime Manhattan apartments and begin the next chapter in their lives. By this time in the series, Phoebe was married to an affable pianist named Mike, played by well-loved guest star Paul Rudd, Monica and Chandler were in the process of adopting twin babies, and Rachel was deciding whether or not to take a fashion job in Paris. Ross debates throughout the episode whether he should confess his love for Rachel, and she's already left for the airport when he decides that he needs to shoot his shot and go for it, to try and convince her to stay with him in America. Once he and Phoebe arrived at the airport, they can't find Rachel. In a tension-filled and quotable moment, Ross talks to Monica on the phone and tries to figure out where Rachel could be at the airport. Monica reads off the details on her plane ticket and says that it's taking off from Newark Airport. What? Ross replies. Newark Airport, Monica says. Where are you? Ross chagrined. Replies. JFK. The writers employed a bit of New York in the joke here. New York has three airports, the aforementioned Newark, which is actually in New Jersey, John F. Kennedy, and LaGuardia. They're all notoriously busy, difficult to get to, and very far apart. Ending up at the wrong one is nothing short of a travel nightmare, especially when you're trying to reach the love of your life. It was an emotional moment for fans worldwide. Rachel and Ross's on-again, off-again relationship had proved an inner tension to the show since practically the very beginning, and fans knew that it would have to be somehow resolved in these final episodes. As Ross and Phoebe work to stop Rachel from going to Paris, the show poses its final question. Did she get off the plane? Well, we'll skip the answer to that question in case any of you haven't finished Friends and don't want it to be spoiled. But rest assured, it's a finale worth watching. Now let's talk about some music history. Today in 1965, 
Keith Richards couldn't sleep. In case you need a refresher, Keith Richards is the epic band leader of the Rolling Stones. He was at the Jack Tar Harrison Hotel in Clearwater, Florida, and was having trouble sleeping as a guitar riff ran on repeat throughout his head. He turned on his tape recorder and played the riff over and over to lull himself to sleep. He played the tape the next morning and heard both the earworm of a riff and his own snoring. The riff was so catchy that it became the opening to the classic song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. If only we could all be that creative in our sleep. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a May 6th in my life. All right. On May 6, 2018, I saved three photos to my phone, all of which are of Tom Holland. So if you didn't know, but I had a a simping phase for Tom Holland in 2018. I think it was because of the new Spider-Man movie. And I just like, I really love Marvel and I really like Spider-Man. And I think whoever ends up being Spider-Man besides Tobey Maguire usually ends up being on my simp list. Andrew Garfield, I'm looking at you. Um, But Tom Holland was the new Spider-Man, and I think I developed a little bit of a crush on him. On my YouTube channel, you can find a video that I made called For Tom Holland, and it's basically me shooting my shot for somebody who will never know I exist. Um, I definitely don't want to date Tom Holland anymore. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even think I ever did from the beginning. It was more just a bit, and I thought it was kind of funny, and I think people in my audience at that point also thought it was kind of funny. So... Yeah, Tom Holland, if you're out there, I'm sorry for that, um, but also not really. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. I'll see you then. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 360